Hello and welcome to the Legends of Tabletop podcast. We're getting ready to jump into our Cthulhu Invictus game. This session is our beloved Brownwin. Uh, our last session, it was, it was kind of a shit show, to be honest. I don't know. I, we went into the forest to go and try to find the, the, the stones, uh, see if we could find out who was plaguing the village. Uh, as we entered deeper into the woods, we were confronted by the undead stag. Um, undead being the keyword, the players not being hard enough to figure out that undead kind of equates to zombie, sort of. So we beat on it for a while. I tried riding it a little bit, got thrown, uh, was infected. I think a couple of us got infected. Uh, Malachi, uh, I think, also was was gored again. Um, but, but uh, you know, Votamos figured it out, hit it in the head, killed it because it was, a, you know, it was a fucking zombie. So we went further in. Uh, some really good rolls uh, allowed us to take down the threat, which was a insane old man druid guy who was going to summon dark young of shop niggeroth which would have been absolutely horrible so we we nipped that in the bud so that was good uh then you know took our infections and and can, continued on to aquasalias got the town squared away with the uh tax collector uh, try to get them back on the rolls get them some help uh, get their situation squared away and spent about a week there in some downtime recuperating relaxing healing and uh, we're gonna pick it up from there Okay, so you guys have been in Aquasalaeus for at least a week. Those who were sick are healed. Yay! Anyone who needed to up their skills were able to, so you could roll to, you know, if, if you haven't already rolled the, your skill points from last adventure, you can. I do believe I did give you sanity awards last time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Aquasalaeus is a resort town uh, centered around the natural hot springs and the big-ass bath. So lots of hotels, lots of uh, eateries, uh, lots of temples, lots of places to relax and, and kick it and kick back. Uh, you get a letter that due to increased pirate activity uh, along the Irish coast, the naval commander that was due to meet to you is going to be at sea for the next eight weeks. So he's rescheduled your meeting for, you know, two months from now. Okay. Wow, that's uh, interesting. I know. What do we do for the uh, intervening time? It seemed there was a. It was a pressing matter. Uh, maybe we were it was left resolved. to our own devices. Uh, ex- what was that? Excuse me. Oh, maybe it was resolved. Maybe it's no longer. Yeah, perhaps. Too dangerous, perhaps. He cracks a grin. <laughs> we're going to say that you are actually at a uh, a villa. Um, everybody roll your status. Mm. Not even close. All right, we're going to... No, that's fine. We're going to... I got to figure it out. We're going to say that you're at uh, a guest villa owned by the tax collector that you were went through to uh, sort out the village. Mm. So he's kind of put you up in one of his guest properties in town. I got a hard success if it matters. Oh, well, that's that'll that'll work. Okay. So as you are all kind of uh, relaxing and you get this letter and like, oh, what are we what are we supposed to do? The house, uh, the house seneschal, the guy who's kind of in charge of the household, is named Glycio. and uh, when he over he's when he's coming in with uh, you know breakfast for all of you, he says, if you do have extra time. There actually have been some inquiries for Herminius when word got out that he was staying here. He'll perk up a little bit at that. It's like, oh, how so? Um, a friend of my master, of my master, he actually doesn't say master. He says employer. He's a freedman. A friend of my employer and the owner of this house um, believes that his family has been uh, the victim of sorceress attacks. And apparently uh, uh, they've been also robbed and they believe that one of their freed women, uh, freed women, one of their uh, servants has, uh, has run off with a small fortune in silver. 
the there's some dispute about this. Um, so the they're saying it's such a fantastic turn of events; it could only be caused by sorcery. Hmm. Apparently, the the word is that the freed woman was very, very close to the lady of the house and their uh, their three children. Yes, but appearances on the outside can be deceiving. Did you know the family at all? Did you know this woman? No, no. Um, he smiles and he says, uh, uh, I take my breakfast with the kitchen staff and they gossip. In my position, it pays to know what's going on. Yes, indeed, indeed. Well, what is that? They, uh, is- they may have gossiped that the famous witch hunter Herminius was staying in Aquasileus. And I actually have an official invite. Um, but I didn't want to bother you because I, I expected you to be leaving today. Oh, no, no. There's uh, rumors of sorcery. Even if I was going to be leaving today, I'd at least like to check it out and see if I could refer somebody else at least. But uh, yes, what is the uh, name of this family? Uh, they are the paterfamilias is named Albinus Al- Albinus uh, Medeiros. He is uh, quite wealthy. Uh, his family deals in fine furs. Hmm. Uh, they're an exporter. Nah. This and guy they live in is... town. Yes, they have a, a large villa in Aquasleus. Um They do some exporting. They have a clothing store in town for fine fur cloaks and that sort of thing. He whispers in Latin, uh, new money. If you like, I can send a runner and ask what time, uh, say, uh, you know, ask what time you would like to, uh, you know, ask for an appointment. Yes, of course. That would be great. Thank you. We have nothing else going on. So um, whenever is the earliest and greatest convenience for them would be fine. Literally, by the time you guys get dressed, finish your meal, word the runner comes back and they said, <laughs> you are welcome to visit the home at your earliest convenience, and they thank you. They're, they're, anx- they're quite anxious to meet with you. Oh, most pressing matter. Apparently. It must have been uh, quite the haul of silver that she ran off with. I, I would not know, but I believe this crime is several days old, so they're anxious... Uh, they're worried that the trail may be golden, growing colder. Uh, and I, yes, but with the shepherdess at my side, that shan't be a problem. Okay, so you guys can go over whenever. Darina, roll a luck check, and it's going to take a hard or better. But don't worry about it, because it's not vital. Sure. I'm three at 59, so I'm pretty sure that's at least you said you need, I needed a hard or extreme? Yeah. I'm good for hard. Okay. As you guys are, are heading out, you... He, well, you know what? Never mind. It, it, it's, too, it's just... The timing is all off, so... Uh, forget I said anything. But I'm that... My notes. It'll, it'll, it'll... You'll learn something, but not yet. Okay. So you get over to the villa. They're expecting you. They usher you in. Um, you are met by a, a freedman servant named Yestin. He goes, uh, you know, welcome to the house of Madeiras. I am Yestin. Uh, we are very grateful for your vil- visit. Can I get your names and I'll announce you to my master? Yes, I am uh, Herminius Rusticus. And these are my associates. He records everyone's name and uh, brings you in. The uh, house is a mix of Roman and Celtic design. So you see a lot of wall frescoes that are bordered with knotwork. Um, so it's, a, it's, a, it's kind of like a fusion design in the house. And every room you walk through has at least two or more hunting trophies. Um, is this many, many uh, new, magnificent? Hmm. Is this new architecture? The house is is well, it, no, it's probably a twenty year old, thirty year old house. It's not, okay. it's not ancient, but it's mm-hmm. it's you know. So you're brought in to the man, the Paterfamilias' office. 
He's sitting and, and waiting. Chairs are, are laid out for you. Um, he comes forward and he greets you and he says, thank you for coming. I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful the gods had had you here in Aquasileus. Um, uh, please sit down. Uh, can I get you something to drink or eat? So, uh, oh. Yes, if you have any uh, any plum wine, that would be great. Thank you. Okay. They, they bring out uh, roll your luck. That is a uh, forty-two out of sixty-five. We do have a. He looks over at his steward, who nods and says, "We do have apparently plum wine. <laughs> so you're in luck. Uh, plum wine is brought out to everyone, and uh, he says, I, I guess I should start um, at a, a celebration feast a uh, last week." Uh, many in the household fell very sick. It was odd because we all ate the same food, but only uh, my immediate family and a uh, a freed woman named Bronwyn, who's my wife's uh, my wife's body slave, my wife's companion, was her body slave. We freed her about ten years ago. Uh, Bronwyn got sicker than the rest of us. And uh, we were all, I mean, the near death store for days. And it's odd because we had guests and there were other um, people who had dined with us to celebrate. And uh, we, you know, only my immediate family got uh, sick to that level. And we were covered and I, I thought nothing of it. I questioned the quick kitchen staff and, and the, you know, these are our trusted freedmen who've been with my family for 10 years or more. I, I doubt any of them would stoop to, to trying to poison us. But uh, two days after that poisoning, uh, Bronwyn, our, one of our, again, our, one of our most trusted servants, apparently ordered the kitchen staff uh, to she gathered up the uh, all of the silver platters in in our sta- in our you know in our stores and uh, put them in a sack and simply left. Now I was inclined to call the local Vigilis, um, but again she's a freed woman. Um, I don't own her. I would have liked some notice if she was unhappy, but my wife and daughters are convinced that there must be some sorcery behind it and that these events must be connected. They're saying that she would never leave, that she was devoted to the family, that there must be something more to this. Um, Quite frankly, I'm not sure we really need a man of your caliber. I'm not sure if this isn't just a case of, of food poisoning and a runaway servant. My wife and daughters feel very differently. Are, are any of you men married? Uh, no. Then, then you po- couldn't possibly understand. Um, but I am willing to pay whatever fees you wish to solve this issue to put my wife and daughter's mind at ease. That I can understand. I. Tell me, exactly what was this celebration for? Oh, I, I hire famous hunters to bring back trophies of great animals across the land. It's a way to, I guess, market my business. Um, as you can see, I, I in my youth, I was quite the hunter, which is how I started building up this business of, of, imp- in, of exporting fine furs. Yes. Uh, we had heard reports of an enormous boar to the north, and I sent uh, the hunter Granis and Dorcia. You know the hunter Granis. You know him by reputation, and you've met him two or three times. To bring back this boar, uh, bring back the head and um, you know the body, and that we'd have a, a, a feast. And uh, he came back, and in. <laughs> I'm. This is in confidence, yes. Oh, of course. It, it was. It was an utter failure. Um, he says he, he tells this wild, this amazing story of defeating the beast, 
And then I said, well, where is the, the head? You know, where is the trophy and the creature's great pelt? And he made excuse after an excuse that uh, he had neither the trophy nor the pelt. But he did bring back the meat of the beast. How am I supposed to show off to my, you know, to my to my clients with without a trophy, without even a pelt? Um, Especially being in the fur trade business. Exactly. Exactly. So we had planned a grand feast to um, to celebrate his return, and we had guests coming in from other families. So it was a fiasco. I refused to pay him. Um, he he gave us the meat. I, I paid him for it, which is way less than I you know I'd agreed to pay him for the head and the pelt. Um, he went on his way. We and uh, the, the the meat of this great boar was the centerpiece for the feast. And what was his excuse exactly for not bringing back the head and pelt of this monster? Uh, he said that during the battle, the pelt had been. Um, slashed and stained with blood and mud, and that the creature had fallen and, and bashed its its head open, um, and that everything was just ruined and and to, and that makes absolutely no sense. I mean, you know, what did he do? Kick it down a, a hillside? Um, yeah, he'll like Herminius. will actually kind of tilt his head and look at Darina a little bit. He says that none none of his excuses made any kind of sense. Uh. Darina, does that seem like a plausible story to you? Not something that I've ever experienced before. There is a first time for everything, but I don't feel so in this case. And I don't think it matters. Uh, We kicked him out and haven't had any contact with him for days before Bronwyn uh, stole the silver and and fled. Um, What of the man's reputation? Do you suppose that he took the head and belt for himself? Could he? Do you think he could get more money for it somewhere else? I don't think he ever actually found it. Ah, yes, indeed. What do you think you ate? Oh, I'm, it was boar. That I'm, I'm certain. I've had boar before. It was um, prepared well enough. He says, but um, honestly, uh, I have... He, he smiles. He like leans in. He says, "I have um, a, a magi. I've had a magi come in already, and ward the house against sorceress attack. So, your job is to find Bronwyn to put my wife and daughter's minds at ease. They are eager to talk to you. And, and again, so you have you, you all of you have full reign of my household to speak to whoever you wish. They have been instructed by my wife." to cooperate in the fullest to bring Bronwyn home. Uh, in terms of the Magi that you brought in, uh, not that I want to second guess his work or anything, but uh, did he leave behind any uh, any uh, runes or uh, hex bags or anything of the such that I guess perhaps... He shows you what he has given each family member to wear. Um, and it is a Roman Bula bag, very finely made, one of the best ones you've seen. Mm. And these are legitimately what what the Romans would use to protect against sorceress attacks. Yeah. So whoever he got to do this, as a member of the trade, he paid for someone who knew what they were doing. Mm. Whether these things actually protect against mythos magic, you've never really put <laughs> to the test. Um, in some cases, you're, you're pretty sure that they do and they have protected, but it's really hard to tell. You know, you can never tell if a spell failed or a charm worked. Right. If they didn't die, <laughs> it could go either way. Plus, I'm, I'm assuming, too, if you have like three or four, uh, three or four objects of defense, you have no idea which one actually succeeded. And most All Romans you know, layer, layer their, exactly. their yep. magical defenses. They're very, you're, the Romans are very superstitious people. Mm-hmm. So he says, my man will escort you. Uh, Macrion, what did I name him again? Uh, oh, no, I, this guy, this guy has a name. Hold on. Is it Yeston? Yeston. 
So Yeston is at your disposal. He'll take you wherever you need to go in the house. I'm willing to pay for your, you know, for your company, uh, 100 sesterci a day, and uh, 500 on top of that when she is returned. She is not to be harmed. It would break my wife's heart. We will do everything we can to bring her back safely. Um, we, we, and again, she's not a prisoner. We're just, they're very worried about her. And the silver. Uh, the silver is inconsequential. Really? Um, I would like it back. <laughs> and I'd like an accounting <laughs> of it. But um, Bronwyn is really, you know, our, our family's major concern. Understood. The staff that was uh, that was present during the ceremony during the festival are they still here? They're all my household staff, and they are all are all still here. Um, when I heard and you I'm were assuming, coming, oh, yeah. okay. I made sure that any freedmen who had the day off were brought in. So everyone during that everyone was who was here during the the sorceress attack, if it was a sorceress attack, was here that day. Well planned. Okay, so he says, and um, Yestin, can you get set them to their task? I have another appointment coming in about a half an hour. Herminius will give a bow. We shall be in contact soon. Okay, Yestin takes you guys to a side room, and he says, um, I've cleared this room for your use. If you'd like to sit and discuss, I can bring people in to meet with you, or I can bring you to them and tour. Uh, I wasn't sure which way uh, your you and your company would like to work. May not be a bad idea to get a lay of the land to see if uh, anything seems misplaced or odd. Very good. Who would you like to speak to first? Um, I am vaguely familiar with all of the details. I believe that the uh, just to get a general idea of Miss Bronwyn's mind at the moment, uh, talking to the ladies of the house might be best first. Understood. Uh, right this way. Um, As we're walking around, can I just like generally make spot checks just to see? Like, I don't know necessarily what I'm looking for. I do have a pretty good occult, so looking for. Weird blood spatters, weird symbols that don't look okay, like they look, could be a part why of the don't world. You, why don't you just roll a spot hidden in an occult now? Okay. Whether it's whether it matters or not, and if it does, I'll let you know. I'll I'll okay. let you know. I'll I'll definitely be doing the same since that's kind of my specialty. Okay. The spot hidden I part of this. I failed the spot, but I got a nineteen under sixty for my occult. Okay. So that's at least a hard. Yeah, I got a hard on my. I got forty-one out of eighty-three, so a hard success on my spot hidden. Okay. Wow. Um, all right, so I'll let you guys know if that comes up. By the way, uh, Albinus Medeiros. It was a a there a pale blonde Celt, but he he spoke really good Latin and was dressed as a Roman. That's what Albinus means. Like, is the nickname for the pale. So he's a Romanized Celt, but he's full-blooded Celt and new money. So uh, he brings you to the lady of the house and introduces you. He goes, uh, Lady Helvia Otheola. These are the detectives, the uh, finders your husband hired. Uh, let me introduce you. He introduces you to each one. And he's like, I'm, I'm so glad that you're here. And that someone will finally take this seriously. Please come in. Uh, I'll, I'll answer any questions you you need. How long have you known this Bronwyn for? How long has she been in your service? Thirteen years. Uh, we she came to us right after my daughter was born as a wet nurse. So you freed her after only three years of service. I my daughter and I would have died without her service. Really now? Um, she figuratively or literally figuratively. I was very sick. I 
could not produce for my daughter without a wet nurse. My, my daughter would have not survived, um, to repay her. We, it was, I was told that, uh, further pregnancies would be dangerous. So my, in agreement with my husband, we adopted her daughter as well. And we've raised the girls together. Uh, Interesting. Uh, So, I I do not think that, you know, she's she is my closest friend, uh, regardless of station. Um, if she ran, she had a good reason. If she stole, she had a good reason. Um, you know, she had just gotten over her illness, and right after she was back up on her feet, um, her hands were badly burned um, in a household accident. So I don't know what's going on. Um, you know, still recovering from illness and, and having bad burns on her hands. I, I think that perhaps all of this just unhinged her. She, she would not leave. She would not leave the girls. I mean, we're, we're, we're lining up suitors to come and meet them. You know, we're, we're starting to get ready to pick out husbands for them. This is a crucial time. The girls need, they need their mother and they need their aunt. So her daughter for lack of a better term apologies uh is still here then yes that is my daughter medola she did not leave with her for no and medola my both my girls are beside themselves um they they've called her aunt bronwyn all her life they know that medola they know that they are not true twins (laughs) They, they look very little alike but they've been raised since birth together and they are as much sisters as any two who came from the same womb. Have there been any threats on the house that you are aware of? Any concerns to the family? I've asked my husband the same thing, and he assures me that there are not. Okay. What happened that she burnt her hands? What, what accident? She was bringing. Uh, she was bringing in a tray of food to me, and apparently stumbled, and. Uh, Whatever she was carrying uh, scorched uh, both of her palms quite badly. Uh, she left the house the same day. Um, I saw the burns. Uh, they were quite severe. I'm surprised that she was able to move around. Did anybody tend to her wound? Yes. Uh, the household doctor. What was she carrying that burnt her hands? Oh, just one of our serving trays. Was there their food that was on it? That's- yes. Oh, okay. Um, was it silver? I believe so. Oh. Uh, is she normally clumsy or she would fall so no. easily? No. Uh, Did she mention any concerns about her own safety aside from the, the sickness? She was more... She was... She was sicker than any of us, but as soon as she recovered and was coherent from her fever, she started asking about the girls and after my health. And we'd already almost all recovered. She was far more concerned with our well-being, especially the girls than her own. I want to make an insight, although I'm sure I probably fail. <laughs> That's the spirit. <laughs> the same thing. Yeah, 57 over 15. <laughs> Well, you got to keep trying. That's the only way to get the skills. Yeah, 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 yeah. 43. Oh, no. I I was taking notes. I kind of missed just what right happened. (laughs) No, just in general, from from her demeanor, from whatever, uh, just trying to get a sense of. They want to know if she's hiding something or being truthful. (laughs) Yes. Well, yeah, I I have a feeling that uh, that that being Herminius' specialty, he probably would be. Okay. You can roll it. Trying to read it. Uh, oh my god, that's a ninety-one. <laughs> All right, you I, I, got it. I got it. Because in the middle like, wow. in your head, it's like da na 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 na. Hey, I got an O four out of. She's some, being completely like truthful. Okay. Uh, she looks like a woman who lost her sister. So she said that they uh, they freed her after three years, and she's been a freed woman ever since. They said she, you know, they didn't, they never forced her to stay. Um, she's she's family. She, 
still, it might be a uh, slightly awkward position for her, being in servitude of the family and being in servitude of her own daughter. Oh, it was never like that. The girls adore her. Yes, if but it's don't... difficult to be in the mind of another person. Well, if you, you're more than welcome to speak to the girls. And uh, how old are they exactly? They're both 13. You said they are around age of suitors. Yeah, unfortunately. God forgive me. Yeah, they're both 13. Oh. <laughs> was that, was that the, the mom viewers, saying it the, or you no, saying it? No, saying it. To the viewers at home, <laughs> dear God, I am sorry. But yes, in, in ancient Rome, you started looking for a husband for your little girls when they were 13 years old. Oh. Um, yeah, like they... Uh, the ideal couple in ancient Rome was a 30-year-old guy and a 13-year-old. It's just right. it's never something you'd do today. It's absolutely <laughs> horrific, but you know, so much of history is. Mm. Where are the uh children now? They're in their rooms. They're waiting, they're hoping to speak with uh the with all of you. Well, unless you have uh Actually, does Bronwyn have any extended family outside of what's in this house? Not that I know of. Uh, she came to us as a slave from another city. She says um, she be- she'd been part of my cousin's household in uh, Lindis to the south of here. Um, when we put out the de- call desperate for a reliable wet nurse, it just so happened that one of her household slates have just delivered a baby. So uh, as a courtesy, my cousin gave her to me um, and we brought her up immediately. And, you know, to thank God that she was just that, cl- you know, close or, uh, you know, I don't know if my daughter would have survived. I wouldn't have survived. That says very fortunate indeed. Is she literate? Yes, we uh, we had her. Uh, she came to us literate. Interesting. Uh, I would like to uh, see her quarters at some point, if I may. Of course. Uh, do you want to see her quarters like now, or do you want to speak to the girls now? Do you guys want to split up? Um, I I would be happy just going to look. I mean, he wants to look to see if there's any fucked up books. You know, what mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's got a cult, so like. Okay. Um, a thorough yeah, I think being being in the house, I don't think there's really much reason for us to necessarily travel in a pack for safety. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're going to say that Macrion searches her room thoroughly for 45 minutes, which would be a spot hidden roll. All right. I also uh, am very good at spot hidden, so I can go another direction. All right. Do you, do you want to search somewhere else? or? Sure. Yeah, I can look. Where? To do... Um, looking for anything out of the ordinary, um, maybe in would it, where would it, where else? I mean, we should be all kind of. Uh, what about perhaps her quarters, her um, that's her sleeping at. quarters? That's where. He's oh, searching. that's right. That's where you are. Um, I, I, I failed. I got a fifty-seven over forty-three, and it seems like maybe a lot of you help Macrion search. <laughs> I, I would most likely be with Macrion anyway, so let me. Uh, yeah. Uh, my, uh, oh, 75 out of 54. Yeah, I'm fine. You find it? Yeah. There's nothing here. Okay, now I want to make an occult roll. Okay. Four? About? To see if there is anything that my past experiences would point out that I personally cannot remember at this point in time in my life. Does that make sense? Are you trying to justify metagaming, or...? No, I'm trying to justify the fact that I don't, I am, my character knows a lot about werewolves, but me, the person that's playing the character, doesn't remember a lot about werewolves. Okay. <laughs> so I if, assume I should have some if, prior knowledge. If if a, someone with lycanthropy came into contact with a silver tray, it would burn the skin off of their, off their hands. All right. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> I also got a 24, um, which I would spend the four luck points to make it pass anyway. So I, I would give you a bonus dice for anything like, like lycanthropy, you know, lycanthropy related because, you know, you're a little red riding hood. 
<laughs> your your literally little red riding hood werewolf slayer. Um, <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Thank so, you. Again, unfortunately, it's it's a warning sign that um yeah, the 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 burns from the silver tray and then you know, stealing the silver. That's uh that's you know. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. All right, so th- that's what you guys are doing for 45 minutes. What are Herminius and Malachi doing? Uh, uh, Herminius will be going to the girls' quarters to talk to them. Okay. Uh, they are named uh, Medella and Medola. Really? <laughs> yep. Uh their their grandmother. I know people who named their twins like their their grandmother. <laughs> their grandmother was named Madeira. So. <laughs> uh, actually, if you look at Roman history, there's a lot of that going on. Really, um, little girls are usually named after people in their family that they tweak the name. Oh, okay. With to make it so several daughters could have very similar names because they'd be named after their father and they just tweak a different feminine, uh, you know, feminization of it. Mm-hmm. So, so it's not that yeah. it sounds kooky, but yeah. it's not out of period. Uh, George Foreman has what five or six kids and they're all oh named after him. So. I, I knew a guy who had like four <laughs> boys and they were all named variations of Nick. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm the second Oscar. I named my son Zach. I'm like I'm not doing that. I'm not, my my dad, God rest his soul, was Oscar. Um, okay, so they're very pleased to see him. Like, oh, are you here to? Are, are you uh, gentlemen here to to bring back Bronwyn? Yes, indeed. We are looking uh, into her disappearance and uh, for whatever uh, whatever caused her to flee and we will ensure that she comes back safely thank you and they said look i know what people are saying but she would never steal from us if she ever had a need we would give it to her if there was ever a need for money um even if she was too ashamed to ask our mother we would give up some of our jewelry to keep her safe if she did take if she did take what she took and she had a good reason she would never steal from the family she promised that she'd never leave us until we were both married oh and i have absolutely no doubt of that as well she has been with this family for as long as you have there's absolutely no reason for her to betray any of your trust and if she was going to leave um i doubt she'd leave without pasco um i beg your pardon she she has a lover in the household. She's happy here. Uh, I don't think that my mother knows, but we know. Is he one of the uh, servants in the house? He takes care of the gardens. Ah. And the uh, the darker-haired one, who looks more Greek, says that, you know, she's probably half Greek. She says that, uh, you know, she, she would have told one of us if not if not both of us if she was going to go anywhere you know it's i can't accept it i can't accept that she just would leave she had to be enchanted this has to be some foul sorcery and i i don't know why they would target her perhaps it was meant for one of us and everything has been going on fine in the house recently other than the sickness of course oh the sickness but before that we're you know my my parents have been arguing about our suitors. Well, that um, is to be assumed. But you know, it's we're we're you know we're we're just waiting to meet. They they said they they would give us some say in the matter. Um, oh, that is very kind of them. <laughs> she smiles and says, "Give us some giving us some say doesn't mean they're going to listen to anything we say." But I think it was just to keep us from complaining over much. And what exactly have they been arguing over? Um, my father. I know they might be. They might not let you privy to everything. That's on his third wife, and he's close to fifty. And my mother put her foot down and said that, uh, you know, we shouldn't be married to anyone unless we were their first wife. 
that we shouldn't go into a household where there are existing adult children, that it would be a disaster. That is understandable. Um, you do not want your first relationship to be a contentious one. It has, well, they like said, but that has nothing to do with Bronwyn. Well, we, uh, to be frank, we do not know exactly what was going on. And uh, as you said, she might not have been the target of this. It could have been a side effect of something else or uh, an accidental targeting. Well, we hope that you'll get to the bottom of it and bring her home. And is there uh oh god. Can you describe her to me physically? Um they describe her. She's she's she says she looks a lot like me. Um she's a little dark, she's you know, a little paler than I am. Uh her hair is like mine. So she's broad shouldered, stocky, an apple figure. Um, you know, she has you know, curly hair, and um, she's a little muscular. Uh, she says that she grew up working on farms and in fields before she became, she was brought into the house as a young woman. Um, you know, they say that she's got, uh, you know, she has a, a scar on her calf from where, you know, she dropped the knife when we were just kids. But, you know, after she got sick, when she when she got better, um, did anything change about her? Did she seem differently? No, not that we're aware of. Uh, she seemed tired. Uh, she'd had a lot of nightmares during the fever. What kind of nightmares? Do you remember them? Oh, she would just scream and howl, and we'd put cold towels over her. It was horrible. She nearly died. Um, we were so relieved when she recovered, and then to have her just leave, it's... <sighs> It's it's a cruel twist of the gods. We prepared ourselves to lose her to the fever, and then for her to just run off. So in in her describing Bromwyn and uh, between what we've gathered, what have have gathered from you know they call her aunt and everything like that. I know that you you said that the girls don't necessarily look alike, but. Can I get a sense maybe if she realizes that Bronwyn's her mom or if she's adopted? Oh, it's, it's, it's open. Is it's, it, it's, it's, oh, okay. It's not a secret. Okay. Um, rich couples adopting children and bringing them into their families was, was not unheard of. With the infant mortality gotcha. rate, heirs were very important. Even, right. adu- even adult, grown adult people would be adopted into families. All right. Sounds good. I just wasn't sure if there was like something hidden, like an unspoken type thing. So, right. Right. So anything uh, you're good because you're with Herminius. So I'm I'm just kind of especially because there's no security risk. I'm just standing back and doing the other thing that I do well, which is just be really observant. Mm -hmm. So like I by the way, I mean, just the rest of you know, like I'm good at bashing things. But the other thing I'm good at is. I'm very good at listening, spotting hidden, and insight. Like, all of those are my, like, top stats. So that's kind of, like, my character is I just sit back and watch and observe. And then be there in case something happens. Exactly. Yep. Okay. So I'm generally just trying to, like, sort of stand back and piece things together. As and, You know, I'm not exceptionally – well, actually, I am pretty smart, but I'm more just sort of an observer. So if there's anything that oddly stands out or – Anything about the people that we talk to that stands out? Yeah, these girls seem very sincere. Um, so after 45 minutes, you and Darina come back. All of you are together, and you can plot your next uh, your next move on who you want to speak to, if anyone. Oh, uh, just real quick. When was the last time they that they saw Bronwyn? Three days ago. Okay. So they saw. did they see her the day that she left, or was it before that? They saw her that morning. She brought them okay. breakfast. Sounds good. So nothing interesting. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, nothing interesting in uh, Bronwyn's rooms. Um, no obscure tomes. Uh, nothing that seemed out of place. Dorina, you didn't notice anything, did you? No. Um, but no. I, I do find it interesting that um, she had a lot of nightmares 
and the sweating. Indeed. Could be fever dreams of the sickness, though. They said howling. Hmm. I mean, usually when you're sick, and yes, you do get the night sweat, uh, you do sweat, and um, you, you definitely would have dreams, but howling just seems very particular to me. Indeed. Uh, where to next, Reminius? This is uh, more uh, under your purview. Uh, this is your business, after all. Well, I believe at this point we do have a few options. We could, uh, I believe the uh, staff that prepared the meal would be in uh, a good place to go. Uh, as well as the doctor who tended to her wounds after the burn. And uh, I believe, uh, oh, Bronwyn had a, uh, a lover, the gardener. I believe that he would be an interesting person to talk to as well, though from what I gather, that was uh, not exactly an, an open secret, so we might want to keep our discussion to him uh, aside as to not rally the uh, the owners. Ah, yes, indeed. Discretion is a better part of valor. Indeed. Okay, so he also might be more amiable to talk to us if he knows that their secret is being kept. All right, who wants to go do what? Or do you all want to stay together? I want to speak to the kitchen staff. Okay. I'll, I'll go with. Okay. And do you guys want to go speak to the doctor or the boyfriend? Or you guys can uh, do both because there's a lot more kitchen staff and these are just two guys. Yeah. Or you can break, you can split up and speak to one each. Well, how is, uh, how is Malachi's knowledge of, you know, first aid or anything like that? Would he be able to handle a discussion with a doctor? No. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> um, yeah, then honestly, either or the doctor or the uh, oh, why not hit we can hit the doctor up first and then kind of make it a meandering. We can take a break and head outside to the gardens and maybe run into the. OK, so let me the do gardener. the kitchen because they they their uh, search of the bedroom yielded nothing. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Yeston comes and he takes you guys to the kitchen. And uh, he says that has everyone lined up and it's uh, four slaves and three freedmen. The slaves are three women and a man, and the freedmen are two women and a man. So it's two men and five women are all the kitchen staffs. They are, they're all named Alicia, Iban, Kiara, Ferngal, uh, Sabina, Nile, and Florin. They all look very nervous. Hello. Um, I'd like to speak to whomever was handling the meat during uh, preparing the meat during uh, before the uh, festivities. They said that uh, uh, Bronwyn directed most of us. Uh, we we had asked for her. Uh, we were having some difficulties, and she was assisting us. But uh, she directed us to to you know in our actions. Uh, what difficulties were you having? Um, they all start it, looking at each other nervously. I, I, from what I ha- was told, um, you were serving boar. Is that something that has not been cooked in this kitchen before? Oh, oh, it has, Miss. It has. It just um, there were some difficulties this time, and we thought that Bronwyn might uh, have the expertise to work through it. Uh, was it with the pelts? Um, was there uh, some mud on the meat? They they all look like they're all looking at each other, and no one wants to speak. Come, come, come! We've been given uh, free reign to move about the house and to question who we will answer the question. And he well, kind of like steps forward and crosses his arms. So, is that an intimidation or a persuade? Uh, let me see what's better. <laughs> <laughs> Probably uh, neither. Uh, let's see. I think I I should oh, yeah I intimidate. Do you have um, persuade and persuade? Uh, I'm trying to find the damn sheet. I know it's a it's uh, yeah I got that at forty. I'll do it. At, I'll do persuade. Uh, f- fifty-one over forty. 
Okay. They they again hesitate to answer. So Darina, do you want to try? Our job here is to look for a missing woman. I do not believe anyone here has done anything wrong, nor does the owner of the house. I am interested in the meat that was eaten because I am a friend of the person who brought the meat. I am interested in seeing what he brought and in what condition it was. Okay. So uh, roll your, that's all true. So roll your persuade. Oh, fuck. Well, you didn't threaten anyone. I can't say it's intimidating. I know. I didn't want to threaten anyone because they're really not in trouble. They don't know that. <laughs> oh, fuck. 86. They ain't getting shit out of I ain't getting shit out of them. All right. Well, why don't I say you guys all did this together? Because the only ones with good oh, persuade are not with you. I could get angry. <laughs> Do you want? They, they all refuse. They all, again, nobody speaks up. Um, do I have any of my weapons on me? Yeah, you would have. Nobody yeah. Would so, you. <laughs> um, I just take out my javelin and I just bang it real fucking hard on the floor and I tell them to speak up, otherwise they are going to be in uh, in trouble. I hate to say it like that. Okay, so roll your intimidate. Dear God, let's do this. I make it by the skin of my teeth. Okay. At that point, they said, "Look, you know, it. You can. You don't have to believe us or not, but you know, we we just did what Bronwyn asked us. The the meat, it, it was terrible. It was in in horrible shape. There was mold on most of it. Um, we didn't have the experience to trim it down properly. But Bronwyn grew up, you know, very poor and had cooked with questionable meat before. So she came in and advised us. She trimmed and trimmed and trimmed to try and get a few cuts of usable meat out of it. Um, the poor thing even cut her thumb while she was working the meat. And at that point, we only had enough meat for maybe five portions. And we had a feast of 20 guests. So, so what else did you feed them? Bronwyn sent us to the market to buy a pig. Okay. Um, Only the immediate family had the meat that was brought back from the hunt. Okay. Thank you for for being honest. Um, Although I am going to roll for insight. Thank you for coming forward with that information. Roll roll your insight. Macrion? I got a 95. Uh, <laughs> totally legit. You guys are terrible. <laughs> we are. Um, so you've never handled spoiled meat before? Um, no, we would. We buy our meat fresh in the market um, every Friday. So I mean, you, we, you're giving we've, spoiled we've, 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 Yeah, how we handle spoiled meat is we throw it out. We we don't cook with it. We don't trim it down. And but Bronwyn knew tricks how to, you know, add wine and and spices and to to boil it. Do you remember the wine and the spices? What? Do you remember the wine and the spices that you used? They said no. It's all it's all by touch. That's why we had to call Bronwyn. We don't know how to do these tricks. You know, one says, you know, I came from before I was trained by in a in a wealthier household than this one. We didn't have to deal with ways to take the, the taste of, you know, turned meat. But if you're a you're you're you've dealt with food before, you don't know what spices were used. I Bronwyn handled those cuts herself. Mm. Um, we had a whole pig to to roast. We were busy with that, and not one person was keeping an eye on her to see what she was doing. We trusted her. We, we you don't think that she was the one who poisoned the family, do you? No, she ate it herself, so that wouldn't make sense. Why would she poison herself and them? Macrion's eyebrows knit together as she says that. <laughs> Has. Anyone heard anything strange? I'm sure that there is talk in the kitchen. Uh, was there any sense that she may 
be unhappy that she had planned on leaving? No, no, sir. She'd never leave the girls. She'd promised them that she wouldn't leave until they were married. The girls have been after her uh, since they turned 10, making her promise she wouldn't leave, that she would, you know, speak to their mother and father on their behalf um, if they were going to be forced to marry someone that she didn't really like. said, the, the lady of the house still feels to this day that Bronwyn saved her life. So if it came down to it, uh, they hoped that Bronwyn could convince the uh, our mother, you know, the girl's mother, to uh, not make a match that they were very terribly opposed to. The day that she left, she demanded silver. How did you seem when uh, when she first approached you, asking she, for that? She, she she seemed afraid. Um, you um won't. You have to understand, we just did what we were told. Uh, this is one of the slaves. You know, Bronwyn was a, a freed woman. We had to do what she told us. We didn't think that she was going to steal anything. Okay. Well, if you continue talking, I'll make sure to bring that up. Uh, to she had us gather up. She had us gather every silver serving tray in the house. And uh, she held out a sack and told us to drop it in. She didn't touch any of them? No. Um she reorganized them in the sack so they'd be easier to carry. But when she reached in, she had a, uh, a cloth over her hand. Her hand had been badly burned earlier in the day. Had you ever known her to handle any of the silver platters or? Oh, all the time. Her? Yes. Okay. Indeed. Um, whenever she serves meals to the Lord and lady of the house or important guests, uh, all we, we, we use nothing but silver. On a day-to-day basis, we have wooden ones. Was the platters that she took, were they new to the home? Was it something that had been here for a while? A mix. mix. She just took every silver serving tray, Hmm. about six of them. Did they stand out from any of the other... Uh, items in the kitchen anything strange about them no one was quite old and battered and we hadn't really used it much anymore uh we probably should have sold it and uh melted it down and gotten a new one but she just simply said she needed all of the silver serving trays she said they were dangerous when she said they were dangerous did she say what she was going to do with them or why she wanted them because they were dangerous uh she said she'd want anybody else to get hurt. We didn't know that it was just a ploy to, you know, to rob the family. Did you believe her when she said she didn't want anyone to get hurt? You've known her for a long time. We believed that she believed what she was saying. Um, it was confusing to us. But then again, we'd heard that the family might have been the victims of sorceress attacks. So we weren't sure. But again, we... It was not our place to question her or disobey. That's understood. Um, like I, I will mention that to the master of the house. Macaron, do you have any other questions you'd like to ask? Uh, not at this time, no. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you for your understanding. And please know that if we have any other questions, I will be returning back. Okay. Hey everybody, before we wrap up this episode, I'd like to take a minute to say thank you for tuning in. We hope you're enjoying the podcast from our interviews and actual plays to our rambling roundtable discussions. If you like what you're here and you'd like to support the show, we have great sponsors for you to check out. Birds of a Feather Coffee Company is a small batch craft coffee roaster and is our OG sponsor. There are three signature blends to choose from. The Morning Lark, which is a light roast. The Night Owl Blend, which is a rich, dark roast, and the Hummingbird Decaf Blend. They also have the exclusive Legendary Brew, a nice medium roast coffee, perfect fuel for all those late night gaming sessions. If you use the code LEGENDS10, you'll get 10% off your order, and shipping is always free. So head on over to tinyurl.com forward slash legendary brew, or click on the link in the show notes. Thanks everybody for checking it out. We'll catch you next time. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop Broadcast Network. 
For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.